Hi everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I know I haven't uh, put anything out there um, on podcasts for a while, uh, a week or two maybe. But I have some really disturbing, unbelievable news um, from our own community here. Uh, it seems that on October 25th, which was this just this past Sunday, 2020, that a woman and her family... Uh, were in a uh, Chuck E. Cheese restaurant, which is the, uh, I guess, I mean, if you don't know what Chuck E. Cheese is, it's a children-based pizza joint, uh, pizza place that has uh, really geared to children. They have uh, different games in the area, the gaming area that the kids can go in and earn points uh, so that they can redeem those points to get, uh, it's like a little store that they can go in and buy these little plastic cheap items off the shelf. Well, just on Sunday, the 25th of October of this year, 2020, a argument, an argument broke out between two women. And I'm right now, the only, I, I can only think that they were part of the same group and um, that's not confirmed. Uh, but these two women were arguing about this uh, money or credits on this credit card that the kids get instead of having the tickets. So this credit card belonged to one of the two children, hers or the other ladies. And there was an argument that broke out. And... Another lady, we can only assume right now she was part of the large large group, pulled out a gun and shot one of the other ladies. I don't know uh, how they knew, if they knew knew each other or what the whole deal is or what. But right now, that's how it stands. The investigation is still ongoing, but what the preliminary report is that the one woman that wasn't even a part of the conversation pulled out a gun and shot a mother of five children right in front of them and killed her right there in the Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. And I'm just, I I just couldn't believe it. We used to take our kids there years and years ago when our kids were very small. We used to go there all the time. It was called something else. I can't remember what it was called right now. Um, But we we would go there. We haven't gone there for many years because our children are grown up now. Uh, We haven't taken our grandchildren there at all. Um, But now the the, uh, restaurant is temporary closed they don't know if they're going to reopen just because of the simple fact is that a lady was killed in that restaurant i don't know how many shots were fired uh it doesn't say it says that she was shot in the neck and she died instantly is this what we've come to in our society Has our moral values dropped 
in our society so far that one woman or a person dies because of, of, of a children's credit card at a, at, 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 a, at, at a children's restaurant? Have we gone so far in our society that life as we know it is just so terrible? That you just pull out a gun and shoot somebody? That even happened in a movie theater. I don't know if you remember that. But a, it happened to a, 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 a man and his wife were sitting in a restaurant. And there was a gentleman in front of him. And the gentleman that had the gun was a, I believe he was a retired police officer. And a few words were said. And the, uh, the younger guy threw popcorn at the police officer or the retired police officer and the retired police officer pulled out a revolver and shot the man dead in the movie theater. Now, if you believe in gun control, that's your belief. I don't believe in gun control. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe that everybody has the right to bear arms and protect ourselves. And yeah, it was written over 200 years ago, but I still think it applies today. And I'm not going to get into the argument at all. That's not my, that's not my point here today. My point is not about gun control or argument between gun control and un, you know, not gun control and the Second Amendment. Today's podcast is about people that just don't care about their other fellow man. We have, in our society, we have become so inert about each other. I mean, you can see it in our daily news. The hate and, and, and warmongering, I guess you could say, is because of all of the things we see on the news and just the smallest thing sets people off. We have arguments on who's going to be next who's going to be the next president. We have young women screaming at other women and other other people about the next president. About who should be nominated for the Supreme Court and who shouldn't be nominated. They're yelling about Donald Trump being racist or I mean why are we at such a state in our lives that we are filled with more hate than we are passion or compassion for our fellow man? The golden rule has gone way out the window. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So I guess if you want to stand out there and, and yell and fight, that's what you're going to get. The golden rule has gone, people. The golden rule no longer, no longer, I shouldn't say it doesn't exist. It does exist. It's just not put into the lives of people. We see in the Bible that the last, in the last days that there will be this kind of 
uh, uprising before the second coming of Christ. We see that in the Bible. The Bible tells us these things. And I just, I just wonder, you know, of course, we, we'd have no idea when, when God is going to send Jesus back down to the earth or when Jesus is going to return. We have no idea. The angels themselves don't even know. I sing a song, and I think I've even mentioned this in a couple of podcasts ago. It goes, look around you, dear neighbor, at the things we see today. And it goes on to say that, yeah, it can't be long now. And this song was done, was written about 10, 12 years ago. And if that song was written 10, 12 years ago, how much worse, how, how bad was it back then? And now look how bad it is. We have rioting in the streets. And we look like a third world country. Places look like they've been bombed. People have lost their livelihood. People have lost their businesses and the way they made their money to survive. And I just imagine, I, I really can't imagine. I can't, I mean, I, you know, I can just see God looking, looking down with his head, you know, in his hands. Again, you know, like Adam and Eve. He, made, he created Adam and Eve and what happened? They turned on God. And I can just imagine what he's thinking right now. Look at the hate and destruction that is going on. Look at the hate. I just, I just can't understand, and I'll never understand, the hate of people to people. I just, it breaks my heart to see this kind of, of hatred. It's really hard for me to believe. We as a society, our lives were based upon Christian beliefs. That's the reason why we came to this country. We were trying to get rid of tyranny and oppression. We were trying to get out of a country that told us that we could not worship God. And so we come to the new world seeking Freedom so that we can worship God. And now we live in a society where we want to take God out of everything. They want to take God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. They took God out of the schools. And the only place God is actually in public is when you walk down the street. And today, some of us don't even want to acknowledge that we are Christians. The Bible says, if you are ashamed of my, me and my father, we will be ashamed. Basically, it says, we will be ashamed of you. 
How are people supposed to know what Christian life really is like if people don't see Christians walking around? I read a, an article today on Facebook, this, just this morning actually, that um, a young uh, grandson and his grandfather were finishing up at the bank in modern today society. And the, and the, and the grandson says, Papa, why, why did we spend so much time at the bank? You know, you can do banking online now. You can go and even do your shopping online. And the grandfather says, well, for one thing, I like to, inter- uh, I like to interact with people. I like to come here and talk to people and see how their day is going. You see, a few months ago when, I, when, your mother, when your grandmother fell, people knew that she had fallen. She was hurt pretty bad. But our community came and brought us food and other things until she got better. They knew that I was sick with the flu. They brought us again. They brought us food and things that we needed that we couldn't go out and get ourselves. If I sit on the computer and try to interact with the computer, no one knows if I'm sick. The computer doesn't tell the store owner that I'm sick. Or the bank teller doesn't know who I am doesn't know me personally. And here I can go into the bank and I can talk to them and see how their day is doing. Wish them a great day. And wish them that I hope that their day goes well. We have separated ourselves from other people by the internet, by Uh, online banking and online shopping? Sure we have. Is it better? Is it more of a convenience? Yeah, it sure is. And I look at that story and I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, it is very difficult to, to go out. When Joyce and I, my wife and I met 37, 38 years ago, her father would go up to the local gas station. He would spend a few hours up there just conversing with the other fellows, talking farming, talking whatever came up, sharing their opinions on different things and about the weather, and even, yes, politics. But nobody got upset, nobody pulled a gun, They gave their opinions, they talked, they laughed, they shared a cup of coffee. They knew how each other's day was going. They knew if someone in that group had been sick. 
Oh, Charlie's wife fell last week, and she's doing pretty bad. She's in the hospital. She broke her hip. They would get together and go see her, get in the car and take whoever wanted to go with them to see her. They'd make sure old Frank had uh, money in his pocket if he was a little short that week. They made sure that uh, Mark and Jenny down the street, a young couple was struggling, that they had food in their bellies and clothes on their children's backs. Because anybody in a town that talks knows what's going on. Not just to be, you know, nosy neighbors, but to be concerned friends. My mom was one of those people. My mom and dad were. My mom knew just about everything that was going on. When somebody was sick in our church, she would start to cook up a storm. Ladies in the church would get together and I'm... I don't know where all these people put that food. Uh, or, or the couple that was sick would be able to put that food where they put it because everybody in the church got together and started making food. And they would take it during the days of the week. They just didn't show up on a Saturday with a truckload of food say, here you go. They would be prepared food, so all they had to do was heat it up and enjoy How many times have we done that? How many times have we reached out and knew of someone that was sick? And we reached out ourselves and made a simple meal. We don't sit around the gas station anymore, do we? We'll probably be in trouble for loitering. We don't sit around the park bench drinking coffee and sharing with one another. We hardly have time in church to spend conversing with each other. Some churches you go in for an hour and you're done. You go home. Some churches, you're there for five hours and you still don't know what's happening with your neighbors. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to people you don't even know. Try that sometime. I've done it many times. My, my family, my children actually tell me that I have no strangers. I, know, I don't know anybody. I know, well, I shouldn't say it that way. I know everybody. I can be standing in a line at a grocery store and I can strike up a conversation with the person in front of me. By the time we get to the cashier, I know everything about that person. I know no strangers. A few years ago, a woman was in the grocery store and her child was just screaming and screaming and screaming. Nobody went up to that lady to help. 
And I remember Joyce and I walking up to her and asked if she needed some help. This has been years ago. We walked up there and she grabbed her baby and I helped get the groceries onto the uh, conveyor belt, I guess, at the, at the register. I asked if she needed help getting him out to the car and she did. Joyce stayed back and got our groceries on the belt and, and uh, paid for our groceries and we went out to her car. I went out to her car to help her get in and get the children in and she was on her way. I didn't do it because I wanted to be seen as the big hero. I did it because that lady needed help. I will try to help as many people as I can. One year we were at a we were at a parade in a small little town and somebody hit the gas pedal instead of the brake and flipped his car over on its side and it was leaning or laying on a young ten year old girl. Without any hesitation, I dropped what I was doing and I ran to the car, as so did many others. We pushed the car over. And the young girl was okay. She was taken by ambulance to the local hospital, and we found out just a day later that she was going home. She was in the hospital for observations, and she didn't get badly injured. She just had a big old black scuff on her leg because of the tire. We do have people in our society today that do actually care, but there are more people that don't. There's a lot of things on YouTube that you can find and you can see that show the differences between hatred and kindness. We see people that are trying to drag people out of a burning car. We see people trying to save animals all over the world. But we also see the hatred and violence of the people. I just feel terrible when I see these things on TV. I shake my head in disbelief that our society was built on God and now our society is built on getting rid of God. That's what we've come to. Divorce is at an all-time high. Suicide is raging across our country. People just hate. I'm a recovering depression. I, 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 I'm a depressionist. I don't know if that's actually a word. But I had depression a few years ago, several years ago. And I was at work and I just, it seemed like I hated everybody and hated anything that was not going my way. And I, I couldn't believe it was happening to me. It always happens to the other guy, right? 
I hated everything. I mean, I did. Yeah, I was, I'm, I've been a Christian all my life. I've been a Christian since I was seven, eight years old. I've struggled a lot, failed a lot. I'm not the perfect Christian. Nobody is. But through God's eyes, we are because of Jesus Christ. During my depression, I battled a lot. Was there thoughts of suicide? No, there was no thoughts of suicide. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. I, I thought about, I guess, yes, I, I, I thought about it to a point of that's really stupid kind of a thought. You know, why would I want to put my family through that? Of course, I didn't. <laughs> I would never do that. One thing, it would hurt my family. And I vowed never to hurt my family. When I vowed my wife marriage, when we got married, I vowed that I would love her and protect her till death do us part. I said, for richer, for poor, richer, for poorer, for better, and for worse, in sickness and in health. We are a fortunate family. Our children are very healthy. Our grandchildren are healthy. We, you know, and I see all these children and the families of children that are, that are struggling and fighting cancer, and it hurts. And I get asked a lot, why? Why is God allowing this to happen? Why doesn't God just get rid of this? I, I don't know. I'm not God. I don't have an answer. Why are old people dying of cancer? Why are young, young mothers and young fathers dying with families? It's, the where, it's where we live. It's going to happen. There is going to be suffering. But we know that God is there. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. And we can rest in Him. When my sister passed away six years ago, she was only 63 or 64. She wasn't very old. Yeah, she died and we were all terribly, terribly hurt. And we do miss her. But we had a comfort we knew and we know that she is in heaven. And when she passed away, there was probably about 30 or 40 of us in her hospice room. And when she passed, we cried, but then we sang. 
We sang songs of praise and of worship. Because now, now she is in the arms of her Savior. No more pain in her life, just peace. My mom passed away two years ago, almost three now. It's the same thing. We cried, sure. But we had a peace. We had a peace in our lives that we knew mom was in the arms of her Savior. My sisters, I mean... I'm talking about death a lot today. But my sister's uh, husband passed away from cancer three or four years ago. And we know that he is in the arms of his Savior. How do we know this? Is because he proclaimed he's a Christian. He believed in God. He believed in Jesus Christ. He believed that Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. For his sin. And then if you believe in Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. The Bible tells us simply. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That simple verse we've been, talk, we've been taught for our entire lives is truth. And our three family members that I know personally, of course, are now in heaven with Jesus, the Savior. Don't look at this world as we see it today and the hatred that we see it today, we should be looking at this world that God created and that God sent his son to die for it. People don't know the story. People don't care. We try to take God out of everything. And it's scary. It is scary. And it's going to be hard for those that are left behind when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ shall rise and we that are remain shall be caught up to be with him in the glory. Because we believe. We believe. So today, people, pray for this country. Pray for our president, no matter who he is, no matter how you feel towards him. He is the president of the United States, whether you like him or not. And he needs our prayer. Your boss... 
the people that make the decisions that give you employment. You should be praying for them. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. Pray for your family. Pray for each other. Pray for your pastor. Reach out to those in need today. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you have heard something today that will inspire you to be a better person. May God richly bless you. Send me an email. My email address is wgallen, A-L-A-N, 3315 at gmail.com. Again, that email address is wgallen, 3315 at gmail.com. Allen is spelled A-L-A-N. It's all lowercase. You have a question or comment. If you just want to say hi, you have a prayer request that you would want me to pray with you, send me an email. You have a question about the Bible? Send me an email. Love to hear from you. Have a blessed day.